back to Lightshed Research, a podcast that puts our research notes in your ears for your convenience. January 4th, 2021, the five reasons to own tower stocks in 2021. Happy New Year. We had a lot to say about tower stocks in 2020, but stopped short of making formal recommendations as valuations rose quickly following the approval of T-Mobile's acquisition of Sprint which, in turn, triggered overly optimistic domestic growth expectations. The end-of-year sell-off in tower stocks and digestion of higher-than-expected sprint churn offers us an opportunity to recommend what we have always viewed as an incredible business model that appeals to a broad investor base. Plus, it's also now a primary play on 5G. We identified the five reasons to own tower stocks in 2021 and are kicking off the year with three new buy recommendations. Yep, we are even recommending Crown Castle. Our new initiations include buy ratings on American Tower, SBA, and Crown Castle. First, a quick history. In early 2020, Tower stocks rallied to all-time highs following the closing of T-Mobile's acquisition of Sprint. Investors hoped that T-Mobile's much-anticipated 2.5 gigahertz spectrum build-out would result in an acceleration of growth in the second half of 2020. Analysts finally embraced multiples over 30 times after previously downgrading these same stocks for trading at the high end of historical AFFO multiples of 18 to 20 times. The re-rating happened with remarkable speed, and the stocks largely shrugged off the early signs of T-Mobile's slower-than-expected pace of construction. The market also appeared to have underestimated how much of Sprint's network T-Mobile planned to eliminate. American Tower's new master lease agreement with T-Mobile brought that into greater focus, which we called out in a note in late September. The subsequent sell-off resulted in tower stocks underperforming the S&P 500 for the first time since 2015 to 2016, the years that followed the AWS 3 auction, when Verizon began peddling millimeter wave and small cells, and AT&T was threatening to move its antennas to newly constructed towers. REIT stocks did face pressure in 2020, But tower stocks even underperformed these rate-sensitive indices in the last few months of the year, following the announcement of American Tower's MLA with T-Mobile, as investors adjusted to a lower growth outlook for these stocks and braced for the reaction to any new guidance. The setup for 2021. We are not simply making a valuation call because of a two-month sell-off in tower stocks. Frankly, it's hard to argue that tower stocks are cheap given that 2021 free cash flow yields range from 2% to 3.5%. Tower stocks might even continue to sell off in the near term, as estimates could face downward revisions by sell-side analysts, and the February guidance given by SBA could create some headline risk. But this is still a great business model, and there are opportunities for additional growth. We identified five reasons to be long these stocks in 2021. Reason 1. The sprint churn is now known. We believe investors now largely understand the impact of sprint churn on near- and longer-term growth, despite the delayed movement in sell-side estimates. We expect less than a third of Sprint's legacy network to survive. That new understanding was triggered by the limited details American Tower provided about its new master lease agreement with T-Mobile, which we detailed in late September. Tower stocks could certainly continue their underperformance into early 2021, but we do not expect that to extend beyond the first quarter it is increasingly less likely that sell-side estimate revisions or new company guidance will trigger reinvigorated downward pressure on these stocks. As these final shoes drop, we believe it could present a catalyst for these stocks. 
The reality is that each of these companies should still be able to generate double-digit AFFO growth in 2021 before any new growth opportunities begin to benefit their business. Reason 2. Verizon's Pivot to Macro Verizon has been pushing a millimeter-wave-driven, small-cell-based 5G narrative since the AWS 3 auction in 2014. It launched that millimeter-wave network for fixed and mobile services two years ago, yet the company has provided no update on 5G home broadband subscribers, and a variety of network reviews still highlight the limited coverage of millimeter-wave spectrum. We believe Verizon is about to pivot to macro cell site investment in actions, if not words. The first evidence of this is the C-band auction. Verizon appears to be on pace to pay two times what most expected, and notably higher than our $30 billion estimate, which included CBRS. What happened to walking away from pricey auctions? We don't think a higher-than-expected spectrum cost will negatively impact Verizon's capital investment plan. If anything, the higher price puts more pressure on Verizon and any high bidder to build more quickly to secure a return on this investment. Verizon is clearly able to walk and chew gum at the same time. Executing on small cells while returning to macro tower investment should not be hard. However, it's reasonable to expect that its capital budget will not rise materially to cover an aggressive strategy for both. The shift to macro investment is inevitable for a company who has been reducing its activity with macro tower companies for the past five years. Reason three, massive MIMO is coming. All mid-band spectrum was not created equal. Higher radio frequencies have a harder time penetrating obstructions and traveling far distances in a mobile environment. That is true even within what most would define as mid-band spectrum. Wireless operators believe massive MIMO antennas can fix those limitations and provide additional capacity benefits. This five-year upgrade cycle should trigger additional amendments or enable more favorable MLA terms for tower companies. We do not believe that massive MIMO antennas will obviate the need for network densification to enable higher mid-band spectrum deployments. C-band deployments are different. As an example, Verizon was able to deploy DISH's AWS spectrum last year in a matter of days using existing radios and antennas. That immediately increased Verizon's network performance and capacity. T-Mobile was also a beneficiary of spectrum loans. The same will not be true for C-band, which will require new antennas. Initial C-band deployments might swap out one antenna within an existing array, triggering no amendment to tower companies. However, we believe C-band spectrum owners will quickly transition to deploying massive MIMO antennas as they become available from suppliers. We expect this to trigger amendments in cases where they are not already covered by an MLA. We also expect T-Mobile to utilize massive MIMO antennas to improve the performance of the 2.5 GHz spectrum it acquired with Sprint. This will become increasingly important as it expands its coverage outside of densely populated markets. It's unlikely that this activity was not anticipated in T-Mobile's MLA with American Tower, but SBA should benefit from that upgrade cycle. Tower investors should press operators to estimate the percentage of macro towers that will be upgraded to massive MIMO antennas by 2025, and the pace of that investment. Reason 4. Dishes for real, and not a Crown Castle story alone. We are surprised by the skepticism about whether Dish will build a new 5G network. We own the fact that our 2020 prediction of Dish launching one market by year-end was wrong. However, Dish's activity with numerous vendors provide ample opportunity to validate their current progress. 
This could begin to generate revenue for tower companies in the second half of 2021. SBA will be impacted the most by a DISH network build, given its smaller relative size. However, it could take until 2022 for this to be noticeable. We do not believe DISH's agreement with Crown Castle in any way means that Crown will see a disproportionate or preferential amount of business from DISH in the near or long term. Reason 5. Cable companies emerge as more credible wireless operators. The huge bids from the C-band auction could mean that cable operators will walk away with a sizable chunk of new spectrum. This follows spectrum wins by Comcast and Charter in the recent CBRS auction and Comcast's auction purchase of a sliver of low-band spectrum in 2017. It's certainly possible that cable operators could hold on to this spectrum to use as a future bargaining chip with network operators. Their bids could also be an attempt to stall the ability of wireless operators to attack their high-margin home broadband business. However, we expect cable operators to deploy CBRS spectrum this year and expect a portion of that to be deployed on macro towers. This could provide an early blueprint for investors on how a C-band network built by cable operators could further supplement tower revenue growth in 2022 and beyond. To be clear, we have not factored this opportunity, or edge compute, in our five-year estimates. American Tower, a buy with a $257 price target. American Tower is the largest and most diversified tower company. Our $257 end-of-year price target combined with a $5.31 expected dividend, imply a 17% return potential in 2021. Our September estimate cuts following the T-Mobile MLA may have been too aggressive, and the dollar has weakened against the currencies in many of the markets that it operates. We believe CBAN is a real incremental growth opportunity for American Tower in 2022 and beyond. American Tower purchased Verizon's towers in 2015. We rely on multiple expansion to achieve our price target. We estimate AMT's current stock price implies 32 times our 2021 domestic tower cash EBITDA estimate. Our price target implies the multiple will expand to 35 times on our 2022 estimate. Our price target also implies a 2022 free cash flow yield of 3.2%, and a 2022 AFFO multiple of 26 times on 6% growth. Our 2021 AFFO per share estimate of 919 is up from our prior $9 estimate, but still below consensus of 931. It implies 9% growth. Risks that are specific to American Tower include its exposure to India, where it is still working through operator consolidation. It also faces political and currency risk in other emerging markets where it operates. SBA, a buy with a $343 price target. SBA is the smallest of the tower companies and has the highest mix of domestic macro towers. Its lack of MLA agreements and relative size means the acceleration of growth over the next three years will be the most noticeable to investors looking for catalysts. Our $343 end-of-year price target combined with a $2.23 expected dividend, imply a 22% total return potential for 2021. That offers the highest return in the group, and there are opportunities for upward revisions. We expect multiple expansion to achieve our price target. We estimate the current stock implies 31.5 times our 2021 domestic tower cash EBITDA estimate. Our price target implies the multiple will expand to 35 times on 22 estimates. 
our price target implies a 2022 free cash flow yield of 3% and a 2022 AFFL multiple of 31 times on 8% growth. Our 2021 AFFO per share estimate of $10.30 is higher than our prior $10 estimate and slightly above consensus. It implies 10% growth. Risks that are specific to SBA include its exposure to Brazil, which has a volatile currency and faces industry consolidation. Next up is Crown Castle, a buy with a $183 price target. Crown Castle remains our least favorite tower stock, but we believe it offers enough upside to finally merit a buy rating. Our 183 end-of-year price target, combined with a $5.41 expected dividend, imply an 18% total return potential in 2021. Crown Castle is a leading macro tower operator, and its stock should benefit from the trends described above. It also offers a healthy dividend, which is attractive to a broad investor base, although its dividend payments exceed its free cash flow. We rely on multiple expansion in Crown's domestic tower business and contraction in its fiber business to achieve our price target. We estimate the current stock price implies 31.5 times our 2021 domestic tower and 18 times our 2021 fiber cash EBITDA estimates. Our price target implies the domestic tower multiple will rise to 35 times and the fiber multiple will contract to 16 times on 2022 estimates. Our price target also implies a free cash flow yield of 1.9%. This is lower than its peers due to the capital intensity of its fiber business. It also implies a 2022 adjusted AFFO multiple of 31 times on growth of 8%. Our 2021 AFFO per share estimate of $6.75 is slightly above consensus of $6.72 and implies 11% growth. Remember that Crown's EBITDA and AFFO should be adjusted for the non-cash benefit of prepaid contracts. That adjustment alone reduces our domestic tower EBITDA estimate by 14% and our fiber EBITDA estimate by 21% in order to make appropriate apples-to-apples comparisons. The result is a 2021 adjusted AFFO per share estimate of $5.42, 20% below what some of our peers use. Crown Castle's company-specific risks are the most notable. Crown materially outperformed the S&P 500 market in 2015, while its peers lagged the index primarily because of the small cell, millimeter wave narrative pushed by Verizon following the AWS 3 auction. It underperformed its peers for the next four years, as the pace of small cell growth failed to materialize in its reported results. We believe the deployment of C-band spectrum on macro towers will limit the ability for small cell deployments to materially accelerate for several years. We believe it's hard to argue for more than a 16 times multiple on its fiber business, given that 70% of revenue is from traditional enterprise fiber services. And we remain skeptical about any acceleration of small cell growth. Risks to tower stocks. Master lease agreements are a black hole of information to investors. It's not easy to ascertain what incremental growth opportunities are already captured in existing MLA agreements or whether near-term growth accelerators are eliminated over time. Our CBAN thesis also doesn't factor in the benefits of an auction winner purchasing Legato's Spectrum, which we believe would materially reduce network densification needs. SBA and American Tower operate in foreign markets with volatile currencies, less reliable economies, and potential political uncertainty. A stronger or weaker dollar against these currencies can impact reported results. 
although in Q4 it will provide a tailwind on the dollar's weakness. Industry consolidation and change in market regulations can also impact growth or the willingness of its customers to invest. The Tower Business Model Basics for New Investors The business model for domestic towers is hard to beat. They enjoy annual rent increases of 3%, and wireless data growth trends drive incremental organic growth of 1-4%. Churn is low at less than 2%, and their customer base is investment grade. Margins are high, 75-85% gross, and 70-80% for EBITDA. CapEx is low, and their REIT structure minimizes taxes, resulting in optimal free cash flow generation. Those are KPIs that attract a broad array of investors, given the sustained low interest rate environment. The management teams. We tend to agree most with how SBA CEO Jeff Stoops has structured his company and business model in terms of how he uses MLAs and the amount of secured leverage on his predictable EBITDA. American Towers bench is deep, and it has shown an ability to transition senior management. But it's unclear how the use of unsecured debt has benefited it over the years. We have some concerns with the amount of management turnover at the fiber companies that Crown Castle has purchased and the unwillingness of the company to put the fiber management team in front of investors. If you want copies of the model, let us know. Check out the note for stock charts and mix of revenue. Hope everyone gets off to a great start for 2021.